us your word. Give us understanding. In the name of Jesus as we prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody it's a matter of time. Oh, turn, turn to somebody. Tell them it's a matter of time. Yeah. I realize that the praise and worship people were thinking, where are we? We'll be back. You understand? We'll be back. When I started leading praise and worship, I was in teen church. And I'll burn the song. The next time I'll take, I'll burn it again. Now I can't burn song. We want to be on our feet. Shall we be on our feet, please? And with a club offering, we want to welcome our brothers who today are graduating from the children's ministry to join the teen church. To join the teen church, slap your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. We want to welcome them with a shout. Keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Amen. Shall I please take our seats? You are very much welcome. Life is in stages. Hallelujah. So we move from children to teens to youth and to the adult church. From there you will stay until the Lord calls you. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is how it will be. And God is to be praised for all the stages. Today we have to teach like Teen Church. So Teen Church started somewhere in 2005-2006. One Sunday when we were all gathered there, we were asked that all those within a particular age group should move to the conference room. And that was the beginning of Teen Church. Until 2019, we joined when we moved here as the youth church. So actually, the teen church gave birth to the youth church. Because there, everybody was. The youth, everybody will come there until the youth church started. So apart from the break, if you had a break, teen church will be 17 years. 
Without a break, we are 13 years. You church is 10 years. Hallelujah. God is good. We have come far. And it's, it's, we are happy to be back. Because it's a stage of growth. It's a stage where you cannot be ignored. Amen. So by the time you come to you church, you already know where you need to be. And you'll be doing what you have to be doing. Hallelujah. You won't be doing this anymore. You too, you take mic. Or you take the drums. At in church, one of the major things we are going to. Mommy, you are welcome. <laughs> Shall I put our hands together for him, for her, sorry. One of the major things we'll be looking at, uh, actually the main thing, is the doctrines of the Bible or the doctrines of AG. Many of us, for me, until in school, when I had to stand for an executive position, that I went to chew it, Baba, I didn't know. I didn't know what the doctrines were. But we had to chew Baba, get to know, we got some exposure. And from there, we could tell what the doctrines of AG are. And so that's one of the major things we are going to look at. There are 16 fundamental truths, as AG puts it. So we have the scriptures inspired, the one true God, the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, the fall of man, the salvation of man, the ordinances of the church, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, sanctification, the church, the ministry, divine healing, the blessed hope, the millennial reign of Christ, the final judgment, the new heaven, and the new earth. And then we also look at rapture. Hallelujah. These are the 16 fundamental truths of AG. So every proud AG member, as you are growing, these things must be part and parcel of you. Interestingly, what are doctrines? A doctrine is a belief or a set of belief that are held and taught by a church, a political party or other groups. So we have NDC has a way of doing their things. NPP has a way of doing their things. And the rest... CPP, PNC. <laughs> they all have a doctrine, something they go by. Now, the whole Bible is actually a doctrine. This is the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's a set of beliefs, things that we believe and we hold them in high esteem. Okay? It's also a set of beliefs or set of beliefs set by an organization about the best or the right way to do things. So the Bible teaches us the right way to do things according to who? Christ Jesus. This is the manual God or Jesus has given us that teaches us the right way to do things. Hallelujah. Out of this, a number of churches or all churches have their doctrines based on the way they interpret the doctrines of Christ. Are we okay? So, in, in the doctrines, you may see that we may have the same doctrines with another church, but the interpretation may be slightly different or may be the same if we all have 
the basic understanding of who, what the scripture is actually saying or what Christ meant by what he said. Hallelujah. So today, our first lesson will be scriptures inspired. Scriptures inspired. That is our first doctrine in AG. The word of God, the whole word of God. The, the, the word of God represents God. The Bible, anyone who wants to know God, you can't know God without this, without the word of God, without the Bible. Okay? In the Bible are written the scriptures. What are the scriptures? Who is the source of the Bible? How did the Bible come about? And what is inspiration and revelation? These are what we are looking at today. This is the first part of our lesson. Okay? Now, the scriptures are made up of both the Old and the New Testament. And the scripture, if you want the definition, they are holy writings by men of God or men who were inspired by God. So prophets, servants, priests, all those God used to write the manual, the Bible. That's what we call scriptures. So scriptures are holy in that the source itself is God. And because there is nothing above God, we say that together they are inspired by God and they reveal God to man. Hallelujah. So the whole word of God was inspired by God. What is inspiration? Somebody can just help. What is inspiration? Inspired comes from the word inspiration. What does it mean to be inspired? Anybody can try. Gehe girls. Any gehe girls? Gehe girls. Roses. <laughs> Sight. We are moving from the best schools to the rest. Great amass. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, anyone to just help? Anyone? What? Influence by someone or by God. So you want to write. You want to put down something. But something is leading you to write what you are writing. Hallelujah. There is an influence. There, there is something that is speaking to you. There is something that is giving you the ability to even write what you are writing. That is inspiration. Like sometimes when people tell us their story of how they've come, okay, it tends to inspire us. It tends to motivate us. It tends to influence us. And we say, oh, because this person from this level has been able to come kakra kakra to this level, then me too, I can. Hallelujah. And that is, that is how it has been. So there, there is an influence. The spirit of God influenced men of God. They were not ordinary men. Hello. Oh, I want to hear you. Hello. So men of God were influenced by the spirit of God to write what we have as what? The scriptures. And that is why they are holy. Because God himself is behind it. Anything up outside of God, there is nothing that can be called holy. But when God is there, it is authoritative. Hallelujah. Authoritative means 
when, when this word speaks, nothing else speaks. Any situation that the word of God is not able to handle, nothing else can handle. Are we okay? Do we understand? So whatever we need in life, you know, after all, who created the world? Who created the world? Oh, anybody. Who created the world? It's God, right? Now, who knows how to walk through this world? Nobody, except who? The creator. So it's, it's just like those who made ideal milk, giving you instructions on how to use the milk, store the milk, how many days you can use it. It's the same thing. God says that I have created my world. The world was even created before man was formed. When he gave man, then he gave these instructions that if you want to live in this, my world, which I have created, and since you will not end here and you still want to be with me when you die, you must be able to what? Live by this. Hallelujah. And this is what must indwell us. This is what we must live by. Why? Because God himself is behind it. Do we understand? Nolly, do you understand? So God himself is behind his word. Hallelujah. Shall we open to 2 Timothy 3? 2 Timothy 3, verse 15 and 17. That is our anchor scripture. Anyone there should read for us. Araba, you don't have a Bible. So read it. Annabelle, are you there? Okay, let's, let's read from the board. So, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith. So, what is able to make us wise? What is able to make us wise? Okay. For salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Shall we read that one together? Verse 16. Rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Shall we read it again? For every good work. Hallelujah. So, the word of God is able to what? Make us wise for salvation. You know, the story or the way of salvation, a lot of people don't understand it. Because a lot of people in the world, they say you have to go through hardship to end things. So, when it comes to salvation, people want to be able to, they want to go through things, hard stuff, to be able to say they are saved. But Christ made salvation so simple. And he said that when you accept him, you are saved. Hallelujah. That is the wisdom Christ is talking about. And he says that all scripture is God-breathed. Which means that 
God breathed his breath just like he created man, right? So this time he breathed unto men, men of God. And what this man interpreted the breathing, okay? The influence he gave them. So sometimes you'll be there and say that, oh, something is telling me this. So this time around, God was behind the something that was telling the men of God. And so they had to write these ones. And they declared, Timothy declared that all scripture is what? God breathed. All scripture is inspired by God. All scripture, everything we have in the word of God came from God. And it's useful for what? Correcting. Yeah. It's for teaching. Teaching. It's for what? Rebuking. What is rebuking? Rebuking is when you have not done something right, right? Now, there are times we all do things and then you go through scripture or you read the Bible and it's as if something is shouting on you. Something is telling you. You understand? Sometimes the Holy Spirit even does it. When you make the wrong turn or you make the wrong decision, you can't. You hear something within you that tells you that the way you are going is wrong. Rebuking. According to what? The word of God. It's for correcting. So after you have been rebuked, it brings you to show you the right things to do. What is the right way to have done whatever you did? It is the word of God. It is also for training in righteousness. If you want to be righteous, it is the word of God. It is for training in righteousness. So when, when you are acting, when you are doing anything, you compare it to what the word of God is saying. Because it is only according to the word of God that you can be right. Hallelujah. It is only according to what? The word of God that you can be right. Amen. Go to 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Okay. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word. Hallelujah. So, when we stand here to preach, when anyone stands here, Pastor Prince stands here, uh, Mr. Penyon stands here, and then he preaches. You don't take the word of God as if somebody has just sat down, conjured things to come and tell you. No. Bible says that when the people received the word of God, they, they accepted it not as human words, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is higher than the word of a mother or a father. Hallelujah. The word of God is higher than our parents. The word of God is higher than anybody else. And that is why it is important that we hold it in high esteem. I have a friend who will not even dare put her notebook on the Bible. Hallelujah. Because of how she has been taught to value the word of God. 
So sometimes we carry it, oh, we feel like it's a book, right? If it's false, I'll buy a new one. So we can put it under our chair, put our notes on it. We can put it here, oh, we can write in it. She doesn't do that. Because of what? It is the word of God. So she would rather put her notebook down and put the Bible on it. Or she will put the word of God on her lap. No matter how uncomfortable it makes her. Hallelujah. Why? Because God is behind this. God is behind the word. The scriptures are holy. Because God himself is holy. And his holiness is behind this. Hallelujah. Which indeed is which is indeed at work in you who believe. So, when you accept the word of God for what it is, then it can work in you. Hallelujah. So, when somebody hears the word of God and does not accept it, that's why we go for evangelism, right? We speak to people. Some people don't listen. Some people do listen, but they don't accept it. They just want you to talk and go. But when you take the word of God as, as it is, that this is the word of God. And as a human being, I must submit to the word of God. Then the word of God begins to work the way God wants it to what? Work in you. Hallelujah. Yes. So all the preaching that goes on here, if you accept it as the word of God through the servant of God, that is how it begins to work. When you don't accept it, it becomes just like a human advice. So it passes here, moves here, and it's gone. Hallelujah. The word of God was inspired by God. God himself is behind it. And so we must value it. You value it by how you even treat your Bible. When you have something you don't understand, what is the first thing you run to? Hallelujah. The word of God, it must be our daily bread, our first before meal. That is how you know. And then when you know, you can accept, you can embrace the word of God so that it will work. It shouldn't just be on, on like a canopy. When you leave the church, oh, you are done. The next time you come. So it is not really entering because you are not asserting it. Sometimes when the word of God is coming, we also ask questions. The authority of the word of God is beyond your questions. And it is actually able to answer your questions when you accept it. Hallelujah. That is how it works. This word will answer you when you accept it. But if you face it with question to question, you end up confusing yourself. Those people will stand and say, there are contradictions in the Bible. Why is it that at some part, God says, allow sinners to come to me. Some part, God says, have nothing to do with the world. Because they don't understand. They have not accepted what it is saying first. So we must what? Accept it first. You do what? Accept it. You value it. You accept it. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. Okay. For prophecy had never had its origin in human will, 
But prophets, though humans, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So when we do worship, right, and then maybe sometimes along the service, somebody begins to speak. Somebody begins to say something. And he says that, that's here the Lord. The person has a will. But that moment, the will of God is overshadowing the person's will to speak the word of God. Hallelujah. So that is is part of why in the Bible there are prophetic books. Okay, There are books that are prophecies. And they are being fulfilled. Have you realized that everything you read in Matthew 24, okay, they are all being fulfilled about the end times. Things Peter wrote in 2 Peter, they are being fulfilled about the end time. Because God knows his world and knows how it will go and where it will end. Hallelujah. Who does not understand? Who has any question? Any question? Okay. So, what we have said so far is that one, our first lesson, this is the part one, actually. Our first lesson is that the scriptures are inspired or the scriptures inspired. We try to explain what scriptures mean. And we say that scriptures are what? Holy writings. Holy writings. That were written by what? Men of God, prophets, priests, servants, people that God influenced. And we say that the word of God is important because it is God himself who is behind it. God himself led men and women to write the word of God. Either than that they themselves could not have known how to narrow or how to go through this life. Hallelujah. So God gave us his word as a manual to guide us through this life. We say that the authority of the word of God is that the word of God is higher than every other thing in this life. It is higher than the advice of your mother or your father or your guardians or your grandparents because all of them were the creation of God. They would pass away. But this one, even God himself has to abide because what he has spoken. Social media will pass away. Who, who does not agree? It will pass away. Soon it will become a cake. Something else will come. Right? Nobody will be interested in social media again. You would want to use your phone or something for something else. But this word of God is infallible. Let me give a quote that Pastor Prince put together when he was preparing the manual. He said, so, the scriptures, that is the Old and New Testament, are verbally inspired of God. 
and uh, the revelation of God to man. The infallible. Please, who can explain infallible? Alex, Biney. <laughs> infallible. Pastor Prince volunteered you. When we say something is infallible, what does it mean? You are thinking too far. It's, it's, yeah? It's not what? There is no error. Okay, what else? Yes, Manfi. Oh, any idea? Anyone else? Yeah, Lily, say it. It doesn't have it is not capable of making mistakes which means that there is no error so the things God wrote in the Bible are intentional it is not a mistake everything you find in there is not a mistake all the stories you see in there they are not mistakes God wants you to know them hallelujah it is authoritative rule of faith and conduct. The rule of faith and conduct. So, your faith and the way you live it, the word of God is authoritative. It's supreme over it. Hallelujah. You have a question? <laughs> hallelujah so that is why we say in the word of God is what? infallible the voice of Satan is there but there is a direction to what you must do with the voice hallelujah the word every word of God has an interpretation right? so it is not that you saw that where did Satan come in? the children of God gathered Job, yeah. And the devil or Satan was found amongst them and he asked them, where have you been? I said, I've been to and fro. And God said, have you considered my servant? He didn't even give instruction. Because the, the devil cannot direct anything in the word of God. Hallelujah. So to every, every text you read, there is, a, there is an instruction after it. What you must do. So from today we have learned we must what? Value the word of God above everything else. Because this is the only way in and out of this life. Hallelujah. Value it, live it, and love it. Hmm? Value it, live it, and love it. Because it is able to make you wise. And it is the only way to righteousness. 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 Hallelujah. God richly bless you. So, to the glory of God, this is how far we have come. Any questions? 
anyone here with any question? Oh, let's clap for mommy. Yesterday I was worrying her to come and visit us. And she has really come. Any questions so far? Please, it's to everybody. If there's anything you don't understand. We are okay. 